hella ghosts. Ah! You're listening to We Die First, a podcast for black horror fans by black horror fans. Spooky Squad. Spooky Squad. We're back. We're back for real. (laughs) I feel like we say that every episode. Until something happens. (laughs) We have the worst luck. No, Things um... keep happening. (laughs) Ooh, things keep happening. <laughs> I think there's a that's a sign that things oh. haven't going too good for us. You cannot Avatar, see Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> you cannot see how wide Sunique's eyes are, but it really They're like sold. saucers. Yeah, <laughs> she saw that that way to bring up our theme and was like, "I'm gonna hit it hard." Yeah, I I, I feel like our listeners woke up this morning with a certain feeling. Some would say you know, their sixth sense kicked in. <laughs> they knew they were going to be getting a new episode. And it's not going to be an old one. <laughs> I hated this. Oh, my God. Uh, it's Shyamalan September. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of that. All of that just to give that delivery. It's not Shyamalan September. <laughs> I don't know. I'm having the most fun. Considering it's a Monday morning, it's a long weekend, and I'm up. I'm ready. You yes. Got my tea? <laughs> mm. More self-love. More self-love. Mm. That's what the cup says. That wasn't just me saying that to Sanique. <laughs> yeah, it's what my cup says. It's a little reminder. But before we jump into it, Andrew, let's do a little check-in. How are you doing? Oh, I'm great. I'm so tired. <laughs> mm. But I'm so good. I went to the Renaissance Fair for the first time this last weekend. I've and never you know gone what's... to the Ren Fair. How uh, was it? Uh... You know, fucking great. Um, yeah. I, you know, I just wore a flowy t-shirt and I was or like, a, I wore one of like Alana shirts and I was like, this makes me look like a peasant boy. Oh, it's, yeah. I love what I It was billowy. Was it a billowy? It was huh? very billowy, yes. <laughs> I appreciate that any nerddom, like you can't be too nerdy at a Ren Fair. And the coolest no. thing that is ridiculous to watch is just what is what is dressing up for the Ren Fair? Oh, you like dressing up like a, a lord or a lady or dressing up like an archer? Also, anything. I, there's so many Star Trek people, so many anime people. If you just yeah. came dressed up as a fandom, they're like, yeah, 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 you fit here. I'm you like, fit awesome. here. This is ridiculous. I'd love, to, I'd love to be like a bar wench. Oh, hell yeah. At a Dude, Renaissance Fair. I think that'd the, be like my the, vibe. Did the bar the the bar wench corsets were fucking everywhere? Probably wild, but yeah. Yeah, let those f- those tiggle bitties out. Yeah, so many so many tiggle bitties just in people's faces, in their <laughs> own faces, mind you. They weren't like shoving it in other people's faces. But yeah. oh, the last thing I want to say about that, just because, so we went to Bristol, you know, like just barely Wisconsin, mm. and it was just like mostly cash only and i'm like which you know they have a fuck ton of atms and then like the individual vendors they could opt to take card and i'm like yeah you might want to because how many people are walking around it's like you know i have i have the cash on me to make this (laughs) this impulse purchase of a fucking sword for 500 dollars. yeah or at least like go full rent fair barter system could i bring you oh yeah that'd be sick yeah Uh, oh that place 
the Ren Fair is the ultimate, like, oh, I want to pay you because I can tell so much work went into that. But I'm, a, I'm all about paying artists when I'm the one getting paid. <laughs> Not the other way around. <laughs> pay me. <laughs> yeah. But how are you? I'm doing good. Um, this is, we're recording this on Labor Day week, during Labor Day weekend. Um, I've had a pretty nice weekend. Got way too drunk on Saturday. But my hangover wasn't too bad yesterday. I was like kind of out of commission for like the first half of the day. But by the second half, I was like, I was up, I was ready. Um, but um, decided today I'm going to be very productive, um, nice. which is like the antithesis of like Labor Day. I should be like resting because my labor is valuable. But I'm like, I'm going to actually like get some stuff in order here. I have some podcast editing. I may or may not have another podcast that I'm doing. I don't know why I just am collecting podcasts that I cannot commit to. Um, truly, I'm a deadbeat, deadbeat, deadbeat dad, just like getting bitches pregnant left and right. I'm like, I won't take care of any of them. Um, <laughs> so doing that and um, king shit over here. It's a long weekend, but I also took off Thursday, Friday, and Monday of next week because I'm going to South Carolina. So I have a two-day week this week. And I'm like, bet. I'm so excited. Um, going down to celebrate my sister's 40th. So Aww. excited to hang out with her and my nephew who has, oh my God, he started doing soccer and he's like, it's like little toddler soccer and they sent uh, me videos and it was soccer. so cute. Yeah, I know it's a mess, but he just is like, they they started him off with like putting up cones and then getting him just to kick the cone. And he was really good. <laughs> at it. He's like kicking the cone. I'm like, you guys have taught him a new motion, like kicking. I'm like, oh lord. I uh, <laughs> yeah. Every just normal physical motion is like unlocking a new skill. Like you can. It's like a video jump. game. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh my god, he can kick. And like, I mean, he could always kick, but like, um, like more like directed, yeah, focus. pointed, focused kicking. And I'm just like, oh, this is going to be so fun. But also, he's focused gonna fuck some kicking. people up. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's going to start kicking people. But um happy to be seeing him. My mom gonna have a little family getaway, which will be very cute. Aww. Yeah. Good way to end the summer, I think. Yeah. How so how old is he? He is 17 months. 17 months? Okay. So he's a little guy. So he probably wouldn't have the wherewithal or like the wits about him to recognize if he was talking to a person or a ghost? I don't think so. Since I think he is talking to ghosts, <laughs> he just—he <laughs> he is just talking <laughs> to no one. Apparently, uh, because he is talking, he's not even looking at you. So I'm like, I don't know who he's talking to. Somebody's <laughs> in here. I hope it's a friendly. I hope it's, I hope it's a friendly ghost. Yeah. So he's at the age where, like, he also cannot count to the number six. So if he had a sixth sense, he wouldn't know. God damn it. <laughs> He doesn't know how many senses he has. He senses he has now. He just yeah. he's vibing. He just he just kick. learned how to kick. Yeah, he just learned how to kick. Y'all, we are starting off Shabala in September with the sixth sense from 1999. Thought we were gonna start out strong because you know, M.I. Shyamalan, very controversial <laughs> um figure. We figured let's go, let's go with like the, his best. Let's kick off yeah. with the best, you know, and then <laughs> a slow decline. Slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slow decline. Before we start off, Andrew, what are your thoughts about Sir Shyamalan? I think that I, so I didn't know much of his, I knew his movies, right? But like, I didn't see most of them, like when they came out. 
So mm-hmm. I only knew like the trope of like the M night Shyamalan twist, like everything's a twist or, you know, like, you know, it's like, it's so, so I just knew that trope. So I, it was always just something to make fun of. Like when I was aware of M night Shyamalan, people are already making fun of him just, yeah. just for like, and I mean, and it's not even that is at this time in my life, he was still like, this was peak Shyamalan doing like, you know, signs and shit like that had just come out and like all that shit or like, but then the first, yeah, the first M. Night Shyamalan movie I saw mm-hmm. was The Happening. And I'm just like, what Ooh, the fuck is this? It's like, I liken it to the first, I knew Indiana Jones existed, who didn't, you know, who uh-huh. doesn't. But the first Indiana Jones movie I saw was The Crystal Skull. And I'm just like, Oh no. So that's kind of how I feel about Night Shyamalan. It's like I know you've done good things, but you're yeah, not starting. <laughs> this is this is yeah. So, uh, you know, he it sounded it sounds like he peaked <laughs> and then he's just kind of, you know, it's like he did really well with his first couple things so people were like, "Well, this set the bar." It'd be like you know, it was kind of like like Ari Aster, right? Like his first things have been really good. So yeah. if he were to pop something out where you're like, man, that's okay. But he's not allowed to be okay. It has to be good. Yeah. So then you view it more intensely shitty. I think that's, that's exactly it. My, my, I'm going to speak in defense at my Shyamalan. I think um, I also, I think we, I feel like at my Shyamalan is almost like, like the, um, what's that band? Um, like the nickelback of filmmakers where it's like really when you look okay yeah he's made some terrible stuff but also he's made a lot of okay things but like it became right. almost like a meme to like to hate him and it's like you know i'm gonna argue so my first m.i. shaman movie i think was probably signs i think when the sixth sense came out i would have been a little bit too young so right. i saw signs i think on like television like i think it was on like showtime or something i watched it and i was like oh this movie's like kind of neat like i liked it um Rewatching again recently, I'm like, yeah, it's like, you know, it's not great, but like, it's fun. I'm, I'm enjoying this. And then I saw The Sixth Sense. I was like, wow, this is an amazing, this is a great movie. And then I think The Village was when I was like, you're, I was starting to see the cracks a little bit. But even then, I I argue, and we're going to watch The Village. I'm just going to say it now. I think The Village also suffered from bad marketing. I think it was marketed as like a straight horror film. It's really not. It's more like a period drama with like some horror elements. It's not really a horror movie. So it's like, I mean, even when we're going to watch it, because it was marketed as such, we're going to watch it as a horror movie. But like, I think people started to hate him there. And also that's one of the whole, like, he does only does twists. And then when you look at his actual filmography, actually, there's not that many twists. The Sixth Sense, the big twist one. Yeah. Science yeah. isn't really a twist. It's more of Science like. Science isn't a twist. It's, it's not a twist. Like a, it's just like, it's just a. A fact think, they find out. Yeah. I think people treat everything he did as a twist. And it's like, well, not really. Like even the happening, like the twist wasn't that it was the plans. It wasn't a twist. It just was a reveal. But that's the, but it's not twists. Like the twist, a twist would have been like, actually none of this is happening. We're all crazy. Like that's not, a tw- it wasn't a twist. It's just what, ha- what is, what yeah, is right. happening? <laughs> what is happening? Um, M. Night yeah, Shyamalan I, I parents visit, just suffers from everyone else a, sucking. Yeah, the visit, I would say, was a twist because, like, it was revealed, like, oh, boom, actually not their grandparents. Those are not their grandparents. Like, boom, twist. Mm. So, like, I would say of, of what he has here, as on Knack of the Cabin and Old, more like reveals, not twists. 
endings, like the way that the sixth sense is, I feel like people have really, really put labels on him that like don't really, I think kind of been exaggerated. And I feel like in a few years, people are going to start to revisit a lot of his work to be like, was it that bad? Some of them were really awful. The happening is terrible. Avatar is terrible. A lot of them are just fine. You know? And I have to say, like, I'm, you know, not to to exhaust this before we actually start watching the movie um, or talking about the movie. Is there racism in there? How many white directors also turn out okay movies and do not get the same That's level true. of scrutiny? And one of the few pro very high profile brown directors in the United States does kind of okay. And then like, is he's the worst director ever. Like, is right. it? I don't know. I think I think we're, we're we're doing a little bit too much, but that's that's my that's my opinion. Would love to hear Spooky Squad. What what are your thoughts about M Night Shyamalan? Please hit us up <laughs> on our Instagram. Like DM us. Like, I'm curious because I think it's he gets he has a bad reputation for I think for very unfair reasons. But anyway, um, should we get into it? Let's get into it. Let's jump into it. All right, The Sixth Sense, 1989, starring Bruce Willis, who I feel like Tony Collette should also be in this um, poster. But you know how I feel about Tony Collette. That's my girl. So we got Bruce Willis, we got Tony Collette, and of course, Haley Joel Osment, who kind of like came out when I remember this movie came out and him just being like fucking everywhere, this kid. Right. Uh, right about a cute, not too cute, little haunted, but cute, you know? Yeah. Not too precious. I don't like that about him. <laughs> Oh, I thought I, you were going to say something about him. Yeah, go ahead. I have nothing to say about Haley. Great performance. Um, yeah. uh, he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Tony Collette was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. And I think those are really sad none of them won. I wonder who won those categories that year. 99? Sorry, I'm going to be annoying and just look it up. Because I want. I just want to know who who beat out, beat out this little kid. Who felt <laughs> who proud this kid? that they beat a kid? <laughs> Okay, Michael Caine for the Cider House Rules. That movie is okay. Um, and Best Supporting Actress from that year should have been Tony, because, you know, my girl needs her Oscar. She hasn't had it yet. One day she will. Um, Angelina Jolie and Girl Interrupted. Some solid performance. I think Tony Collette is better. Anyway, um, let's get into this movie. So we start off, we meet Dr. Malcolm Crow, played by Bruce Willis, who is a child psychologist. He's coming home to their to his lovely Philadelphia home with his beautiful wife, Anna. Um, he's been honored for his work. Um, they come home, but they, you know, they have a, a brief conversation about, you know, his job is really taking is the, the prominent thing in his life. Even Seth, you know, she comes second to it as well. Before they start to argue though, they notice that they are not by themselves. If somebody is in the house, um, they go upstairs and they find that it's a young man who apparently was played by Donnie Wahlberg, did not recognize him. Huh. Um, Donnie Wahlberg, who we find out was a former patient of Malcolm's who essentially like, um, he was treated for hallucinations, but he's never really ever got better. And he's come back for for revenge. It's actually very, very heartbreaking, this this scene of just this person who is clearly so unwell and so troubled. Um, 
and sadly shoots Malcolm before turning the gun on himself and killing himself. Um, great. Oh, I think it's a great first scene. Good great opening. opening. It's just like, yeah. ooh, like, and also this movie too. I think I remember marketed as like straight horror. No, it's more like a, it's a slow burn, more of like a psychological thriller, but kind of scary. Like it, it's a bit scary. I remember when I did finally see it and I was still pretty young being quite scared of this movie. Cause it was like, I like the idea that the ghost could just pop up because it would just pop up sometimes. And I was just like, wait, <laughs> I need some um, warning. Yeah. As someone, right. Um, the first time I saw this movie was yesterday. <laughs> really? Yeah, but you knew the it. ending. Yeah, of course. I mean, ending, you know, yeah. it's been around too long for me to not. Yeah. And it's been like quoted and parodied a million times. So, I mean, obviously you, I could only imagine what it was like watching this in the early 2000s where like, yeah. you know, you. I did watch been, it without knowing the twists. Yeah, that it had to have been phenomenal. But like, Am- because, amazing. I wish I could redo it. Like it was such a good, good like what the fuck. Because, yeah, the whole t- so for me, like the whole time, sorry to be jumping ahead, Spooky Squad, but because what made me think about it, right? You're like, it's a slow burn. And I was like, I would agree, <laughs> especially <laughs> when you like know what's happening. So then. So for me, I was like, I knew where the car was going to end. I just didn't know the route it was going to take to get there. Yeah. You know, like, so it was just, it was kind of like, you know, like doing comedy, right? Where it's mm. like, I, you won't laugh at something, but you'll go, that's funny. I acknowledge that as being funny, but I didn't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of like what this movie was. I was like, yeah, okay, I see it. That's good. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, I... I yeah, think, like while know, watching, I was like, uh, okay. It holds up though for me. I yeah. watching it again, it's like knowing what happens, it's still just like this is like I watched it again yesterday and was like, damn, how do we not see that coming? It's like this motherfucker don't talk to nobody but this little boy the whole yeah. time. I'm like, it never occurs. I'm like, oh well, he's a, well, and that's what I was looking for. And, and that's what I was like, looking for the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, okay, if he's dead, how does the world interact with him? And I'm like, oh, okay. I was like. Obvious. And my theory, my theory too, is like for a ghost in this universe too. Like he's not living a day to day. Everything we see happens to him is is his actual like that's what it is. She's jumping from piece to piece because he is, at least in my mind, when I think of like the afterlife and like if there are ghosts, and I do kind of believe there is like a spirit world or something. I don't think ghosts are just kind of like doing the same mundane shit we do as like living out or hour. It's just kind of like you're coming and you're going, you're coming and going. But like maybe the sense of time. It feels linear so for him it feels like oh yeah that's like this is just kind of what my day is and it's like no like he's not present always and that's how he's also not able to be aware of like huh no one ever talks to me i tried to order a, a cheesesteak and they just ignored me like you know there's, there's yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly for the people it matters and in, in, in his in his like whatever sense of existence but anyway um so it jumps ahead we don't there's no we don't we don't know when you watch it like the heat you know you're like oh he just got shot but it's next fall he seems to be doing fine um we meet a little boy named cole sear also sear as a name was like okay a little bit on the nose okay <laughs> my, oh it's a little much um played by Haley joel osmond um and we meet him at like a church he's wearing these like really big glasses and malcolm appears and it's like you know he's a new child psycho- he's a new psychologist and we find out that uh, Cole's father has died. He wears his father's glasses. Um, and he he definitely notices Malcolm, like the connection between Vincent, the guy who shot him, 
and Cole of like, this is a child who's very troubled, is potentially having some sort of hallucinations, very isolated social issues. Um, but he's like, okay, he wants to help this kid. Um, but meanwhile, we're seeing that like his relationship with his wife is off. Like he, I don't know if this, this scene happens now, but like he goes to like their anniversary dinner. He's late. No, I think it's, no, I think it's after his first meeting with Cole at his house. We meet him sitting with like his mother and like Cole comes in and they have like a meeting and he ends up going late to dinner and seemingly she's just ignoring him and, you know, just kind of says happy anniversary, pays, decides to check him and walks out. Right. So it's like, oh shit, like this relationship is shot. Right. It's bad use of, I shouldn't say shot, but the relationship (laughs) is not going well (laughs) at this point. Um, Let's talk about my girly, Tony Collette. (laughs) I I have a soft spot for just like single moms. Because I was raised by ones like single moms just trying their best, you know, very much a Reba type, you know? And she's like, (laughs) A little trashy, but like in that perfect like northeastern way. Like she's got the long nails. She's like a little bit, you know, she's like a young mom, but she's like struggling so much as a little boy. We we first meet her. There's a scene where she's like, she's getting breakfast ready. The cupboards are all open. She shuts them. She leaves to get the laundry. Comes back. Cole is just sitting there at the table, and all of the cupboards are open. Yeah, like there's no way he could have opened that so fast, and he's not too short to have even gotten up there to open. Such a good fucking scene. Yeah, I do like, like you said, this movie, like not outright like horror. And, but it's like just those nice little uneasy spooky moments. Yeah. Like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Tony Collette, I love also because I don't, like you said, she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress, but I'm like, her acting uh, in it <laughs> was just like, it was very much like this, like, I'm very much simplifying it, but it's like just kind of like delivering the lines, but then all of a sudden there'd be like a ton of emotion, like the fifth line in like a series of 10 lines. It's like, blah, 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 emotion. And I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Listen, she's on the brim, okay? She is <laughs> she's always is doing her best, but is, is, is struggling so much was, with, this, with her son. I was waiting for her to fucking saw her head off and fly up to a treehouse. <laughs> Honestly, this movie would have, it would have made sense if she had, because she's like, I can't handle this anymore. <laughs> I'm just going to take this piano wire and just, ah! um, <laughs> excuse me. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, so we get a little bit of, I'm going to just, I'm, I'm going to kind of talk about it in bits and pieces. Like, so that there's like that struggle between her and her son. And then there's also just like, yeah, we don't really see the whole ghost situation for a long time until he actually says, the I see dead people when we start to see yeah. what he sees. Cause before that was all just like, there's stuff like he gets picked on a lot. He's got bruises and scratches, which <laughs> could be self-inflicted, could be from the bullying. Cause he is being bullied by boys at the school. There's a great scene where he's like, um, he's in class and his teacher is trying to teach them about history of Philadelphia. Like what was this building used for? And he's like, they used to hang people here. And you can tell he's never, he never raises his hand. So he does his teacher's like, Oh, kind of interested. He's like, yeah, they used to hang people here. Yeah. They would, you know, it was basically the gallows and the teacher's like, it was, you know, um, a courthouse. Like it's not really, I don't know who told you that, but it's not true. Well, newsflash buddy, the courthouse where they also hang people. So like, he's not totally off. But um, Cole gets very disturbed because he hates when people look at him a certain way. 
that kind of like pity like oh this poor kid so he starts to get upset and he tell he starts calling the the teacher stuttering stanley apparently when he went to the school yeah he's have a stutter he's get made fun of so he starts like he's screaming stuttering stanley and the teacher fully starts to stutter again and like is yeah. thought he worked on his trauma clearly didn't work and on and this it. kid this nine-year-old <laughs> bringing him back to him. elementary school <laughs> <laughs> like my man like also a great performance you only see this guy twice in the movie like he is so like he he really taps it and just like oh my god this kid is like tapped into like some shit and he like slams the desk and calls him a freak but we're just seeing like so many little moments of cole just like the social isolation of just like he is a bit strange and people don't understand him and he's just going through life basically by himself in some ways like a ghost we also see in the uh oh some ways like a ghost yeah so <laughs> Some ways like a ghost. Um, yeah. We also see, because when he delivers that line, right, like the I see dead people, uh, just see what they want to see. Interesting, which I thought was just an interesting line. <laughs> <laughs> just Is like, it just an interesting line? <laughs> Who he's knows? Like, Try to, he's trying to tell you, kid. He's like, I can't tell you because it will destroy him that you're dead. But <laughs> yeah. you he's, just, he's, just, he's just tiptoeing around all these things like, hey, <laughs> it's like, He's just constantly talking to people that are sleepwalking. He's like, I can't tell them they're asleep. Oh, no. I can't wake right. him up either. I can't just wake him up. Like, yeah. I, have to, I have to be very gentle with him. Um, yeah, I think it's like, but of course, the doctor, uh, Malcolm, is like, okay, he's like clearly suffering delusions now. He's having hallucinations. He's seeing things. He's hearing things. Like, he's very much a, a disturbed child. Um, and I think, you know, something about M.I. Shyamalan that I like um, so I watched Signs. Very interesting spiritualism. Like through a lot of his movies, there's a lot of kind of like, um, I wouldn't necessarily say like religious, but definitely like a spiritualism. And I think I like this movie so much because I think it really captures what I feel like is the sadness of death, but for like dead people. Because it is like really sad to think like, you know, you're just doomed to roam the earth maybe unaware that you're dead, but you're so alone. And I think I like this parallel between Malcolm and Cole of just like, they're just two very isolated people, but for very different reasons. Cole, because he sees ghosts and Malcolm, because he, he is a ghost, like, you know, and it's like, it's just, this is a, a, a general, it's almost like this movie's very, it has a very similar feeling of like old, like Victorian Gothic tales. That's just kind of like that general sense of just like sadness, but it's like very modern. I, I think it's kind of a cool cool thing we love we love the goths um, we love modern sad yeah modern just sad like this movie is really just sad really um more, probably more sad than scary it's just like oh it's like really depressing yeah. um so, like for instance he has a scene when he before he even tells him about the dead people he goes to a birthday party and we hear we get a scene of the mom i love the juxtaposition between uh cole's mom and other moms they're all like wearing like blazers and tweed and she's got this like bright green like you know <laughs> uh like velour top and she's like just a little bit more glitzy she looks good she's a hot but she's like <laughs> not you know it looks a bit there's a clear class delineation of you know the way she looks and um while at the party she mentions like yeah he never gets invited to this kind of stuff so thank you and i'm just like you know it's really sad but like he he hears something in like i guess like a dumb waiter or something in the house and these boys decided to lock him in there and he has what seems to be a fit, but there's clearly somebody or something in there with him that does hurt him. So it's like 
moments like that, just like this poor kid is just really suffering. But um, after he finds out he sees dead people, Malcolm's like, I don't know. But then he goes and finds a tape that he had with this Vincent kid. And in it, um, realizes that when he walked out of the room, he comes back in, the kid's crying. So he like turns the volume up and realizes that, no, there was a man in the room speaking Spanish that was caught on the tape that clearly is communicating to this child. That's why he's so disturbed. And I think that that's the moment when he realizes, actually, no, they both were interacting with like spirits in some ways. Um, and they're just too, they're just too frightened children <laughs> that's really yeah. there's two scared children who are constantly scared um so now he's he's moved he's moved he's like okay cool there's there's ghosts but at this point when we start <laughs> to see the actual ghosts right like there's yeah. the one the kid this who is shot when it himself like, starts getting shot. spooky yeah because yes. because yeah people are just walking by yeah he's like you want to see when my dad keeps his gun turns around fucking head like gunshot head wound blown out. Head. it's yeah. just like this is what this kid is being tormented see, all of the time all of and I'm the like, time you know, i get it i'd be i'd be fucking distraught too i might have some behavioral issues too like but yeah because it's also like they're not just dead and like i'm dead and i look the best i ever or, or looked like in my life like, yeah yeah it's like just regular like people and they're just like dead though <laughs> yeah it's pretty it's very much like that uh like it follows, you know, like when you just uh-huh. see those things and it's just like, it looks like a normal person, but it's like, it doesn't have eyes or it is naked and bloody. And you're just like, wow, this is unsettling. I'm just trying right. to learn math with stuttering Stanley. And now. I know. And like, sometimes they, they do hurt him. Like some, some of the, the ghosts are more passive. Other times they are, they chase him. Like the, the lady in the, the apartment who was like, I guess she, uh, slit her wrist because of her abusive husband and like she like would run after him like you know it's it's not always just like a passive like i want to see where my dad keeps his gun he's like walks away it's yeah, like, yeah. they are violent sometimes so it's like a very he's just constantly frightened um but malcolm decides he's like hey what if you could maybe help these what if they're coming to you because they need your help and we get this the one scene that used to scare the shit out of me when he like we we encounter Misha Barton, a young Misha Barton as a ghost, <laughs> who's just like vomiting, and it's just like what? Yeah, actual fuck. That seems scared. I remember watching this like in under my blanket, like just kind of like this is too scary. Like why is this movie all of a sudden scary? It was fine until now. Um, so he like suggests like maybe you can help her or help this ghost. So they decide to take a little bit of a road trip. And what a fucking receptive child and then also because like like we know it right like he's like he's hanging out with ghost willis so this boy (laughs) i guess you know boo willis boo willis you know also i guess i was in this moment right now it just got a little less weird because i was like where the fuck is this nine-year-old going by himself and i was like still bonkers but i was like he's he's a philly kid he's used to taking public transit you know so it's not like yeah, because like he's on the bus, and I was like, because my mind is still stuck in like growing up in small town Wisconsin. I was like, I was like, no, no one saw this nine year old get a ticket for the bus, and it was like, this is fine. Yeah, no yeah. one would say anything about that. But I, I yeah. definitely have seen kids here, like just oh yeah, on the train. Like, just this going. I remember the first like um we came here last to New York last time to like look for apartments. We went in line to like get bagels and there's like literally a 10 year old kid who is at the front of the line, gets his bagel. He has a, he has a usual, like he goes up and he's like the, the usual buddy. And he's like, yeah. 
and he makes him like a little bagel. <laughs> Oh, like, that's oh. so cute. He's like, oh, see you later, Martin. He like takes his bagel and just goes to school. Dude, like, what? Kids, yeah. kids, are, kids are like little versions of us. They're like grown up people. He stopped to get his little breakfast, his little breakfast sandwich. These New does. York kids, <laughs> yeah, they're adults. A New York, uh, like a New York 10 year old is like a Midwest 20 year old. Basically, I'm like, oh my God, he's so like independent. Like, and he was fine. Like, no one stops. Like, hey, where are you lost? He'll be like, fuck off, kid. Get away from me, weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> and he like walked to school and i was like okay good for him i hope he gets there but yeah so they're on the bus um quick note they pass by a cemetery he like freaks out i'm like oh my god you know scary. that's gotta be terrifying it's just hella ghosts hella Hell ghosts out there like wow all gross like oh my god and you th- well you think though right because it's like they need to pass on like right that he's seeing the ghosts that have yet to pass on it's like you're staring at your grave and you haven't figured it out yet <laughs> Get yeah, out! On it, you, you think the cemetery would be the most relaxing place for him? It's like they're they're gone. No one should no. be here right now. They all just think I'm just at the cemetery and I'm just here. Yeah. Sometimes I just come here sometimes. Oh, this um, guy has the same name as me and is dead. Hmm. Same birthday too. Crazy. Anyway, I should yeah. see my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so they get to the funeral and it's the funeral of this girl. And Cole um, goes upstairs to her bedroom. She shows up again and like slides him like a box. So he takes the box down t- downstairs to the dad. And he's like, this, this scene was great. Was amazing. And also like, cause it was like, he was just like, he got this tape from a child he has never seen before. It, enhanced by the fact that he goes, <laughs> Are you Kira's daddy? And then so I'm like, damn, there's like she wants you to have this. As a grieving father, I don't know what the fuck I would have been running through my mind, but maybe actually just well, like my I, first thought would have probably been like, who are like, I don't, who? maybe it's one of her little friends, but she's like younger than him, so I'm like who is who is this? Like, right. and she <laughs> has so apparently cool. not been outside for a minute, but yeah. And then yeah. he j- he's watching this tape in front of like the funeral. He's just like. Quick pause, party guests. I gotta go watch a video. But you know, and I can imagine that they're like, as a, if I was at a funeral and someone put it in, because it looks like just a, a video of her. So I'm like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. like this is like nice. We're gonna watch. Gonna and it was cute, tapes. like, you know, she's like a little, a little puppet, puppet show. show. Yeah, she's being a kid. She hears someone come upstairs. Well, first of all, I don't know how they didn't know this bitch was part of it. She's in bright red. She's in a bright red suit. Everyone's in black, bright red. I'm like, I think she's she's guilty. Um, yeah. <laughs> one of the brightest color did the murder. But like, but as far as they've known, because and I like the scene too. And before watching the video, there we kind of move to the funeral and we just kind of get pieces of conversation of like, oh, she was so sick for so long. Now, now they're her saying sisters, the little sister is yeah. sick. They don't know. She was the six doctors. They don't even know what what was wrong with her. So she you know she had to little her little. Um, puppet show. She hears someone coming upstairs. She moves puppet show and pretends to be asleep in her bed. And it's her stepmom who brings soup. And she frankly sit down. Okay, goes back, comes back with like Drano or something. It was some yeah. kind of like household and cleaner or household like- cleaner and a capful. She's she's in it for the long haul. She's like, I can't just Drano this. And I like to Munchausen mom. We got like we got this- a fucking Gypsy Rose. She's like, oh no, I'm about to get this kid sick for a long time. <laughs> and I feel like this. <laughs> Like, kudos to M. Night's <laughs> writing, right? Because, like, just little things to just, if there was, like, any discrepancy, he's just, and she's just like, and don't complain about how weird it tastes. We know how it's, like, your taste is going. And I was like, 
damn, what a sick cover up. Just gaslighting. Yeah, this she child. had a first case of COVID. She's like, yeah, you know, you got COVID. You can't taste right. Eat this. <laughs> <laughs> and she fully, the little girl is eating it. So she's been poisoned for years and eventually died. And now she's doing it to this little sister as she's poisoning the child. So then like the dad confronts her with the part. I'm like, y'all are calm. I'm like, this is not a black funeral. Cause I tell you, they would have been like, bitch, go out. we're going outside. Yeah. <laughs> we beat this bitch ass. <laughs> yeah, at an African funeral. Oh, <laughs> there would have been a second funeral. I'm just saying. She would have been told. Um, too sweet. So, um, yeah. So we reveal like, you know, he was able to help this woman, you know, um, give this little girl show that like, you know, this is who, who killed her. So at this point, it this is a big shift in the movie because now Cole is starting to recognize, like, I don't have to be afraid of this. Like, they go to yeah. a, his school play. He's a star. That was so cute, yeah. Yeah, you know, and the and, kids seem to like him now, you know? Yeah, and that was also really, again, just, like, nice little clever mo- This is, like, it just became, like, kind of feel good now. Like, mm-hmm. like he's coming into his own. He's like, ghosts are friends, not frights. And yeah, yeah ghosts, he, uh, they just want help. He's like, they're just, yeah. they're scared. They're scared like me and they just want help. I and it's like, I love this. <laughs> and it's done like, like, you know, they do it in like a nice way. Like he's talking backstage to the ghost. And that's the, it's just like, who are you talking to? practicing my lines so i was like a oh, sick cover-up and he goes you know there actually was a huge fire here and he's like i know yeah bernie mcsad face and a lady and, a lady <laughs> and she's a nice one she was like kind of helping him like get ready like, he was like you know not all ghosts are like scary yeah. they're just like they're just people she's a nice i guess whatever like maybe the the drama teacher from like 1950 something and she's just like oh can get ready for the play and we're like, we just keep her around. She's nice. You know, we, we put on feather on the roof. She's really helpful. Like, <laughs> excuse me. Um, so, yeah. So this is when he decides um, Mal- Malcolm, he and Malcolm have like an exchange. He's like, I'm not going to see you anymore, am I? After the play. Because Cole knows, like, I think I'm, I'm getting you where you need to be too. Um, but Malcolm suggests, like, why don't you, you know, talk to your mom, maybe consider telling her. And he's like, yeah, I think you can also try talking to your wife, Jewel, while she's sleeping. And she might like hear you if you talk to her when you're sleeping. So he's like, okay. So we, I, I think we'll start, I think it starts with Cole before. Cole um, goes, this, I love this scene. This scene makes me cry every time. They're in traffic yeah. and there's like this accident up ahead. And Cole's like, yeah, this woman died. And his mother's like, how do you know? You see it? He's like, no, she's here by my window. I, I see ghosts. And her mother's like, okay, like she's, you know, Amelia's like, oh Lord, now he's seeing things. So we got problems. Well, yeah, and, and she's <laughs> like trying to be, she's like, you know, it's like, that's not nice saying that. You know, that's like, that's not, that's, yeah. that's you're spooking mommy. But then he tells her like, your mom saw you dance. He starts to dig up stuff that she would not, he would not know. Your mom saw yeah. you dance. You guys had a fight and you thought she didn't see you dance, but she was there and she was there the whole time. And she actually stole the pen. And there was a scene where he, she accused him of stealing this bumblebee pendant. He's like, no, she took it because she she loves it so much. She yeah. took it. It wasn't me. And she's starting to get freaked out. She's like, this. Is, she's crying. She's starting to cry. Up. She's oh, like, and she's very like apprehensive still. But it's like she's getting it. Like this is true. Like she's 
and then like you know, and then yeah like you're saying bringing it home with is like i need a personal it's like Mima helping out it's like you're gonna say this to her and she's not gonna believe you but you need to say this story and then it's like you know and she like you kept like she just wants you to know like every day you asked her a question at her at her funeral and the answer is every day but what'd you ask and she's like do i make you proud and i'm like oh my god i literally burst into i was like (laughs) it's so good it's so fucking good and just like honestly the scenes between the two of them are just there's so many like there's like a tension of like sadness but then also like forgiveness like there's a one scene earlier when they had the fight about the bumblebee, bumblebee pendant he sees a ghost and he's scared he's like are you so mad at me i can't sleep with you and she's like do i look like i'm that mad at you and like it's still it's a, the push and pull of this relationship yeah that's just so like good but it's like you know now she knows and it's like this you know taking over so now malcolm goes home and his wife is asleep and she's watching or she had been watching their wedding video so he decides to like talk to her while she's sleeping. And she says, I miss you. And he's like, I want, you know, I'm here. I'm going to try to be here more often. And then she realized she, her hand loosened and she drops his ring. And he realizes that he's not wearing his ring. And all of a sudden we get this, this flashbacks of Cole saying like, the ghosts don't know when they're dead. They don't know. They, they come back and they're like regular people. He's just realizing that all these moments he's had with her, she never spoke to him. He's never interacted with anybody else but Cole. He's like, it's fully just like yeah. full spiral. I'm just like, oh it's... my God, I'm dead. And full spiral of the audience. I'm like, oh my God, he's dead. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. <laughs> well, and like so well done, right? Because it was like such a beautiful twist, beautiful reveal, beautiful, like fucking epic. But then also just direction wise you know it's like we didn't need a beat of bruce willis freaking the fuck out that he was dead he's just like i'm dead and i'm here i I was here to help cole and now i can say goodbye to you and i was like and remind her that she was never second never second to anything in his life it's just like oh beautiful ending Honestly, like a beautiful ending. Yeah, it was like, beautiful, truly. Yeah, just like, and then he's able to, he moves on because that's what he was here to do. My goodness, what if, I, you know, obviously we spoiled it. And I know a lot of people listen to this podcast because they're like, I, you know, like horror, I'm kind of too scared to like watch it. You know that ending, still watch this movie. Yeah, it is. It's it's it is a very good movie. It's well done. It's and also, like we said, <laughs> it's not. Not like a horror movie. Mm-mm. No, it's not too no. scary. I like that it's like pretty well balanced. Yeah, but it's not like over the top. And also just like, you know, before we, I have to say this. I mean, tough act to follow for this guy. Like this is this movie was huge. Like when we talk about the sixth sense. Yeah. The sixth sense wasn't just like, I mean, let's look at the box office. Budget was 40 million, made 672.8 million in the box office. That tells you how many people went to see this shit. It became just a big part of the culture. The I see dead people is like one of the most famous lines from movies. Like it's, it became just a big part of the culture. I could not imagine being a filmmaker and this wasn't his first ever movie, but like, this was his first like big thing. He made Why Awake and Praying with Anger before. I could not imagine the pressure I would feel after making this and like having something be this big and so much of the cultural like lexicon, like, 
that's a lot of pressure. And the people were, when this movie came out, were like, next Hitchcock. Let's, that's a big thing to say. And after signs, next Spielberg. Like, this, you guys are putting a lot of pressure on this one person right. for just making a few movies. Like, I think it's like, I, I had the same feeling with Jordan Peele. I was afraid when I was like, what if he can't right. live up? Because you know, if if us had been shit, it would have been like, oh, uh, yeah. One trick pony, look at this guy. It's like, you know, like, I don't know. I just think, you know, I think it's important that we demand, you know, I think it's understandable we want good art, but I think it's hard when we try to demand it. And it's like, right. these are still people who are just making things. <laughs> like, let's not forget. <laughs> these are human beings. Yeah. Mm. Well, speaking of human beings. Yes. How would this movie, I don't know why I got so close to that. How would this movie have been different if it were a black movie? I like that you already said they would have beat the murdering stepmother. They would have beat that bitch ass, like, no lie, <laughs> beat her ass. Um, I think that, well, we have to get into like the, you know, racial elements of play. A little black boy who is having behavioral issues probably would have been institutionalized. That's just facts. The setting would have been different. I don't think it would have been at him at home and at school. He might have been at a hospital or someplace because we know this to be fact that like um, statistically that black children are um, suspected of having behavioral issues or mental health issues. They're more likely to be institutionalized than white children. Also, like there's differential uh diagnosis whereas cole would probably get you know get like a oh maybe like a adhd black kid would get like a oppositional defiant disorder or you know like severe behavioral issue and be very treated very differently and obviously cole is struggling a lot but like i think the setting would just been different i don't think he would have been at home he probably would have been someplace man what a fucking astute take yeah you know, I mean, Cole never does, does anything. Honestly, he never, never hurts anybody, but, like, he is treated like he is, like, a danger sometimes. Like, he doesn't yeah. actually do anything to anyone. I mean, he has outbursts, but, like, he doesn't – we never see him physically harm anybody. Um, there are also, But, you know, this it, this this does um, – how different it would have been, for example, when the police – when they brought the social worker in, too, that the mother was right. suspected of abuse, you know? And I th- it seems like nothing really – happens after that i guess they gave them the valuation and figured realized she's not doing it but like you know how different that would have been played out as well oh yeah oh. i have one um axe to grind with this movie though let's hear it um they're supposed to be poor but when they're in the kitchen all name brand cereals ain't no way cold eating <laughs> kellogg's cornflakes they have pop tarts i'm like no 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 that's all select brands you're getting you're getting the generic from the giant. You're not getting oh all God. of that. Me and Evan both people both beat that. We both had single moms. I did get name brand cereal mostly because we just made my mom do it. Which in hindsight, I'm like, I don't know why we were so pressed. But he's like, Yeah, no, we didn't get that. He's like, We would have gotten the off brands like corn cereal. <laughs> like, it would not be corn. Corn. It was just corn. <laughs> it was it just, just was corn. <laughs> Pop tarts are like toaster uh pastries. <laughs> yeah, so, if, yeah. If this movie had to be remade, that's the only thing Cindy could have changed. The generic brand only. Like they're they're like that. She opened the cupboards. I was like, oh, you're a snack house. You have all the good snacks. That's rich kid shit. Like she had food by the <laughs> foot. I'm like, he did not have all that. 
I know because of like, you know, sponsors and you have to, you know, whatever product placement. But I was like, Mm-mm, Cole's not eating all that. No way. <laughs> no way man. Top ramen? Like, okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you got, she has two jobs. <laughs> she's the way she's, she's viable and shit. Yeah, she has two jobs just to support his snack habit. <laughs> I know. He's like a fiend. Uh, yeah, that's my only issue with this movie is the food. It's not realistic. I think it'd be really interesting. This, I don't know if you can tell, Spooky Squad, this does not matter for you. But, like, my fucking, I didn't tighten my, like, mic stand enough. So it's just been slowly going down. And I'm, like, hunching over to get to it. And I feel like a fucking idiot. Anyway. I didn't even see you doing that. I didn't even notice you just, like, slowly sinking in. I mean, yeah, I started here. And now I'm here. <laughs> um, Yeah. I think it'd be really interesting. This is not a, if it were a black movie or whatever movie, I think it'd be really, it it could not be redone realistically, right? Because like the, the the twist is, you, you it would be watching it just to like see how interesting it'd be. But I think it'd be really interesting if someone redid this and just straight up like make it a horror movie. It would just focus more on like Cole's interactions with other ghosts. Right. Mm -hmm. Or like Mm -hmm. it would just have more snippets and it would just it would just basically be this child getting aggressively haunted. That's really all it would be. That's all I want to see is for this child (laughs) to get aggressively haunted. Uh, But I think it'd be I mean, again, good movie, but it would be interesting to see it like uh, like fucking horror movie. Yeah, like a more straight to horror. Yeah, I I think that's like. I think this is also a sign of what's to come with uh with uh M.I. Shyamalan because we'll get into this more as we get deeper into his work. Everything like I I I really want to revisit the trailers that came out for these movies because I feel like even with this one, the trailers felt more like, ooh, this is a horror movie. It's scary. And I think they were just really leading into the horror thing. Oh, um, and I think his movies are supernatural there's a lot of supernatural but they're not necessarily horror movies like they're usually like again supernatural period drama for like the village signs is like more honestly I feel like science is actually more horror than this like it's more like sci-fi like a science fiction horror than this this one this one feels a little bit more like atmospheric but not really that scary um yeah the pa- what i wonder what happens when you just like market movies as they really are are and not like what we just think people would want to see. Cause then you end up with disappointed audiences because they think it's going to be this and it ends up being something completely different. Except for the last airbender that was marketed as a shit. And then it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. If you want something really scary. Last airbender and just, you're going to scream at how bad it is. So bad. So, so it's bad. Like, especially because, because, right, he had established himself as a good, like, director. Did he write The Last Airbender too? Uh, I can tell well, you. Well, I don't know if he has, at, at this point, when The Last Airbender came out, it was 2010. So it was After the Happening and Lady in the Water, which were the two movies that he did that people were like, bad, bad. So it's yeah. like, at, at this point, like, the, 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 they had, we had pivoted. I think we had gone from like, oh, M.I. Shyamalan, pretty good movies to like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> like three bad movies in a row is like, ugh. It's rough. I mean, and that's, it's rough. It's rough. We're not here to talk about it, but I just have he to wrote it. out like, 
He wrote it too. uh, I mean, like, again, he just directed, he should have written it. Like, Airbender didn't exist, like, as a comic book. Like, their names were said often in every episode of the cartoon, and they mispronounced everyone's name. I was like, what is this? Uh, Also, something I I mentioned uh, when Evan and I were watching this yesterday, I was like, also weird. M.I. Shalon very rarely has South Asian actors in his movies, except for The Last Airbender, where they are the villains. And I, it's odd. It's odd to me. Like, maybe this is me putting too much, you know, tokenism on people of color that, like, if you're, if you're you know, I don't know, Black directors, I feel like a lot of times have, they have Black people in their movies. He doesn't really, like, he does, but they're like, it's usually him, like, in a cameo. <laughs> and I just think that's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like, how often there there is lack of diversity in his movies and then like the one time where he had the most like south asian folks they were all villains and i'm like what's that about well you know um what's that about Minaj? <laughs> huh i mean i was like where did um he know, was born uh... in mahe india um he came to the united states when he was six weeks old and raised in the Penn Valley, Pennsylvania. He went to NYU. Of course, that's why he's not casting a lot of people of color. True. He learned well, I, from I, the uh, best, and the best dictate whites. I'm kidding. Yeah, Shout but then he did Unbreakable, which did have Samuel L. Jackson as a star. And again in Glass. So, uh, okay. Okay, I'll... I'll, I'll leave that maybe that's maybe that maybe i'm projecting onto him but yeah i saw what i saw anyway <laughs> um great movie very excited to be back next week we'll be back for signs um which i think will be very fun to talk about um yeah wait in also be sure to leave us a review and be sure to um pass this podcast along to your friends who might like horror movies or family um, really trying to grow this audience. So, you know, hype us up a little bit. We try. When we, when we try, we try. We try. And we we're don't, trying, we don't. We're trying spooky squad. <laughs> we're trying our best. I feel, I feel reinvigorated. It's falls almost here. It is spooky season. I feel like I have a duty to get shit out. Yeah. Like it would be disastrous to be a spooky podcast and fucking eat shit in October. Yeah, that'd be really pathetic. Um, so yeah, check us out. Um, Andrew, any last words? Don't demand too much of your artists because then you get disappointed. <laughs> Is that about us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let people of color go about their lives and make okay movies and pretty good podcasts when they make them. I don't know about us in the situation, but yes, I I will always be a stand for mediocrity even people of color. Let M.I. Shyamalan be mediocre, okay? It's okay. It's O-fucking-K. <laughs> the M in M. Night stands for mediocre. Yes, and that's fine. And that's fine. <laughs> and that is totally fine, okay? Leave him alone. Leave M. Night alone. <laughs> the new Britney. The new Britney. He is. Person. He is. Free M. Night. Mm. Anyway, um, thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you later, Spooky Squad. Stay spooky.
Spooky.